Savage. What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach, your, your friend, your father, your teacher, your diligent student, your, your mother, your brother, and, and maybe the friend next door who comes over to borrow sugar, and you're like, I've got no sugar. I say, that's all right, I can take agave nectar instead. I'm that guy. Thanks very much for being here for another episode. We've had some great episodes over the last few weeks. Very, very proud of uh, the guests we've had. We had Gatter, of course, Little Dickie's Hype Man. We've had Brian Callen. Uh, we also had Neil Brennan as well, writer and comedian. So if you want to check out any of those podcasts, remember to head to YouTube dot com forward slash Jeff Leach TV. You can see the full video episodes there. Uh, alternatively, I'm sure you'd listen to this on, I don't know, Spotify maybe, or iTunes, or Google Play, or SoundCloud, or all of them at once. Why not download every single one of them and push us up the rankings? Thank you very much, of course, as well to our sponsors. Look, Mr. Dan TB up here, our $35 sponsor a month, uh, and all of the other lovely people who are donating anything between one and 50 bucks a month. I appreciate you very much indeed. Thanks for keeping this bad boy going. If you're not yet a sponsor and you're one of the 37,000 people listening, what is wrong with you? Do me a favor. Go throw me a buck. I'll be the radio version of a stripper for you. I'll twerk. I'll send you pictures to your DMs. Whatever you need me to do. Head to patreon.com slash savage snowflake and show your support there. Alternatively, maybe you want to buy something from our wonderful sponsors, manscaped.com. Refining the gentleman. Lads, if you're like me, a big boy, got a nice big hairy chest. Maybe your downstairs area was a little uncanny. Sort your life out. Go to their website, manscaped.com. Grab the Lawnmower 2.0 or one of their other wonderful pieces of equipment over there. If you use code SAVAGE, you will not only get 20% off every single order, you will get free shipping and a free leather travel bag worth $49.99. That's manscaped.com. Code SAVAGE. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is uh, a mix-up from the last three beautiful boys I had. Now I've got a very glamorous lady. Not just a glamorous lady, but an incredibly talented one as well. Thanks. It's Miss E.G. Daly. Thanks. Uh, actress and Thanks. musician, I've just found out. I didn't realize yeah. you were a rock star did as well. Did you do some research? Of course I did some research, okay. yeah. Okay, what did you had see? a little look. I saw you singing and rocking out, and then I saw you doing a performance with one of your friends, with your band, yeah. and then you sang a song with the voice of Tommy from the Rugrats. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> do that sometimes. Yeah, it was, I mean, which yeah. is kind of fusing your two worlds. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's all about the voice. Um, now, you're a prolific voice actress. I think uh, you're you're one of those characters that people go, oh, E.G. Daly, do I know her? And then you'll go, oh, I do this, 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 this. They go, oh, yeah, I've seen every single one of those yeah. animated movies or TV yeah. series. Um, how does one, a glamorous lady like yourself, land herself uh, the role, I guess, of one of the most prolific voice artists out here working in Hollywood? Well, do you want to know how I booked, like, for instance, Rugrats is probably the biggest, most renowned, or no? I want to know how. How are you, you in general? You know, you, you clearly have multiple talents. You're not just you're not just an actress. Yeah, yeah. You're also a musician. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I wondered how you ended up in that profession. I'll tell as you. Being the, that's the, that's the, that's the money maker. I'll tell right? you. So. I like being that I've been a singer my whole life and an actress my whole life. People see me in like different movies. Mm-hmm. So then I got to this place where I was like, I wanted to be singing, but I didn't feel like putting a band together because right. it's a lot of work and, you know, I had to pay everyone and then we Basis had to, are lazy. you know, all that stuff. It Drummers wasn't, die. Yeah, people just didn't want to do it because in the, back then I didn't have the money to pay everybody. So then I got offered to do this play. So I was like, I want to do this play. Okay. And they said, well, it's a musical and we're shipping the sets from Broadway to Los Angeles. Would you be down for doing this role? And I was like, what do I have to do? And, and they're you, like, were you still based in uh, I was in here in LA. You no, I was in LA. in LA. Okay. This play they did in New York was called Tansy. Okay. And it starred Deborah Harry on Broadway in New York. Nice. So they sh- it folded in, on Broadway after a few days. So they shipped the sets to LA and they asked me if I wanted to do the role, which so was. you were taking over from Debbie Harry. 
Yeah, which that's, is. Uh, I mean, that's. You know, yeah, she's amazing. Nice, I mean, right? yeah, it was pretty nice. And I guess it just didn't fit right. It just didn't work in New York, but it, it worked in LA. So they shipped it to LA, and then they had me. I had to train to be a female wrestler. And then they said, you'll be singing throughout the play. It's a musical. That's really all I wanted to do was I missed being out live. And I, so I was like, I'll do the play because I get to sing and you guys will put the band together. What kind of wrestling were you doing? Cause Pro I, wrestling. Because I, I used to host a, um, uh, a, a show called Lucha naked? Britannia. Uh, so I've been naked, yes, on that stage actually. But I used to host <laughs> a show called Lucha Britannia yeah. where they kind of fuse the what we would expect, you know, the pro WWE yeah. wrestling style yeah. of America and then also uh, luchador wrestling. Oh, cool. And uh, and it was all very flamboyant. Lots of, you know, like yeah. burlesque and goreless performances. Oh, we didn't do that. Like pretty rock and roll stuff. Yeah, that sounds great. And did you enjoy it? This was, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was hard yeah. because it hurt because I was having to flip. I was flipping a guy bigger than you and you're a big guy. Big but lad. over my, big lad. I'm a big yes. lad. Yes. And I would flip him over my back and I was like doing the belly flops yeah, and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. But it was cool training and learning. And once I got past the actual pain in my neck and figuring how to fall right well, it was it's awesome. like slapping the mat as you go oh my god right, but yeah there's a certain way to yeah but there's a way to slap that it works yeah but so anyway i did this play and then i started singing this play and then it became this huge hit and i ended up winning all these awards these like actress awards and best musical performer awards and then some guy came to me during that play and handed me his card and said you should do voices you got this thing with your voice now in the play i had to do different age ranges of voices i had to, right it was about a female wrestler so each round of the play i was a different age okay so i was aging my voice so up throughout the acts you yeah. kind of so mature be like, over the course of the yeah. story so i'd be like a <laughs> baby and yeah. then i'd be like hi i'm tansy and then i'd be five and then i was 10 and then 16 and into an adult and so this guy handed me his card and said you should really look into voiceover you can do these voices really well and when was this like time this was in the 80s oh this is back in the 80s it's right? a long time ago yeah. and so i was kind of like I was kind of like, um, I, I guess I'll try it. You know, I was like, I'm an actor, yeah. I'm a singer. I don't really know much about cartoons. You know what I mean? And so then I like that you were in. You, you were immediately kind of like, okay, yeah, I want to give this a open. go. Yeah, because I know open. that a lot of um, a lot of my I do voice work as well myself, yeah. and a lot of my my acting straight acting friends yeah. almost turn their nose up a little bit at the voice acting world, which as a also as an avid video gamer. Yeah. I know without good voice acting, those yeah. stories would completely fall flat. You know, that's, yeah, no voice is great, but also it requires really great actors. Yes. It's not just a you can't just be like a good voice or have a cool voice. Mm -hmm. You have to be a really great actor to and be. You a don't voice have actor. the uh, the 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 facial recognition. Yeah, use your to face be able to do it. So no. you have to really trans yeah. translate that emotion. Yeah. So you close your eyes and you have to be able to hear the whole soul of that person with just your with just your eyes closed. So yeah. it's like Tommy Pickles, like. Oh, I don't know, Chucky. That's not such a good idea. You know, yeah. it's like you close your eyes and then it's just the little guy comes out. And and I don't, you know, I'm not physically little and a little boy. You, but you don't like, look like Tommy Pickles. No. I can confirm that. No, if you're listening but I do have a round life. face. And he has a round face. But he's a boy. I like that. Anyway, so I did this play and then that's what happened. Then I ended up getting this card and I went, I got my first audition, which was, um, for some radio commercial. And right. I didn't really know how to do radio either. I didn't know anything. But he goes, go on this radio commercial. I went on it, and it was for like some record. So it was like, Corey Hart, the new album on EMI. It was one of those. One and of those I'd, sexy ones. Yeah, I'd never Who done that either. To? But I thought, I listened to that stuff. I know how to do that. Yeah. So I just kind of mimicked, and then I booked it. And then the very first cartoon I ever went up for, he goes, going on this audition, it was for a little boy claymation character. And I was like, okay. I went on this audition. I actually wasn't going to go in on it because I was having carpet put in in my apartment. And I was like, oh, no, I can't do it this time. 
I'm working on yeah. my. But I wasn't gonna go. I mean, you can't let down the carpet, man. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. But um, your toes needed that softness. Yeah, yeah, but I did. I let I let him work without me there, and I went to the audition, and that was Tommy Pickles. So my very first cartoon I ever auditioned for was Tommy Pickles. But how was the carpet? Carpet came out great because I booked so the job. A, it was a double whammy. It was great. Go. And then that turned out to be 14 years of my life. I mean, I used to watch Rugrats when I was a kid growing yeah. up and uh, absolutely loved it. What you were know? your favorite episodes? Do you remember? Oh, I mean, I was there's a child. So ma- there's, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember. And there's so many. Yeah. 7,000 episodes that you Yeah, from, there's so many. It was one of the longest uh, running kids programs that yeah. I used to watch. And they just got a reboot, so they're going to be doing more. Oh, fantastic. And yeah. there's been movies as well. They did yeah, movies, movies they features. Saw. They just ordered... 26 new episodes and a feature film. So that's really cool. Now that's such an identifiable voice. Yeah. And um, once you've done one voice that is so kind of poignantly you. Yeah. Uh, is it hard to then go, okay, well, no, I can push my voice to all these different ranges and to, well, and to show people that in the industry at least. Yeah, well, like I didn't really know anything about voiceover, mm. but I knew that I was a singer so I could contort my voice any way I wanted. I could go from like, I have a little husky tone to my speaking mm-hmm. voice anyway, but I could go from this to like, I don't really like juice. You know, I would go from sure. that to a little girl like, I don't like you very much. See, I can't do infant voices. You can't? Well, you have a for, big rich well. man voice. It's so, yeah, my voice is so like, Oh, but I do old men incredibly That's great. well. So I yeah. can do that. I can go up to the top Yeah, because range. you have a certain timbre where you can't, you can't. Uh, you know what it is? It's just inside I feel 80. Yeah, that's what it is. When I stand up and sit down yeah, now, I make is. weird sounds. You know? That's what it is. <gasps> One of yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like an old lady. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's a really cool. So basically it's a uh, voice, you know, I think my, I think for me, I really channel little kids a lot. Like I really feel Especially because little kids have weird speech impediments. Like okay. they do things like, but, but mom, I, yeah. don't, I don't really like that so much. You know, they do little it's weird so things. It's so creepy watching you It's so it. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is creepy, right? But it's so fun and it's so, See, you know, I would, free. I would be employing that in my personal life just to freak people out whenever I can. If you're yeah. at a party, a rock and roll party, and there's, uh, you know, big mounds of cocaine everywhere. Obviously, you don't ever touch that yeah. stuff. But if there were and you were at a party like that, I'd you love trip to just out. turn on the trip turn on the infant voice. Yeah. As a little as sniff, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's exactly. good. Yeah, so yeah, so, so we'll, that's how that's how you got into. So that's it. how we got into it. So it was pretty like faithful, and that's what we were talking about. It's like I really try to like be open to things. Like I call, I did a seminar. I did a one-woman show and I do did a seminar that's on my website. But I talked about in the in the voiceover seminar how important it is to like listen to the little. Um, the little taps on your shoulder, like the little, um, the little voice that says like, try that thing. And you're like, no, 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 I'm doing this. This is my career. This is where I'm going. But it's like, no, 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 try that thing. Try that thing. Offshoots. I call them offshoots. I'm, uh, I'm very much in support of what you just said there because I feel like the biggest periods of success in my career back in the UK on when I was doing lots of TV work was because I said yes to things. And yeah. I just wanted to try things. And as yeah. soon as I started garnering a certain level of success where you go, well, now I'm doing this yeah. and maybe I, I can't really do those projects because, you know, I'm really going for this kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, that's when things slowed slightly. Yeah. And it's only now that I'm in America and rebuilding a career on this side of the pond yeah. that I've gone back to just going, if it seems fun, if it seems interesting, yeah. 
do it because what's yeah, the worst going to happen you fucking hate it and you've learned that lesson you go yeah right. I mean I said yes to a card that was handed to me at a play try this voice thing I was like okay and that's led to one of the most successful yeah of but not only that but it also creativity and yeah I really did and then I realized that I could go from being like Tommy Pickles to like Bagheera and Jungle Cubs and play like a teen boy to like a little you know it just it's just like I realized that you know I I could do so much with my voice beyond what I do as a person or mm-hmm. as an actor here with this body and without with my voice as a singer here. But it's like I'm I'm whoa, turn that off with all the um with all the incredible art there is to do like there's movies and there, and I even do like on camera now like I did Rob Zombie's I've done a couple of Rob Zombie movies on, yeah, on camera. Did you see them? I didn't see the movie. I saw that you had oh, done yeah. them in my research. Yeah, know. so the last movie, I I played a character named Sexhead. And what was so cool about that character is Rob is always very into wardrobe. So he already knows what he's putting me in right? because of my body and my size. And he put me in these like little bloomers and black tape X's and like very minimal. But um, what was so cool was that he wanted me to do something weird with my voice. So I got to be like a cartoon in my own body, which is really cool. I mean, so, some of the greatest uh, yeah. on-screen roles are, you know, exaggerated yeah. cartoons. Yeah. So whether it be, you know, a Harley Quinn in a, in a, in a yeah. job, I understand that comes from, you know, from the, yeah. the comics, but. Uh, but that's or, what it is. That's the most fun acting anyway. Absolutely. Yeah grotesque and, yeah. and larger than life characters. yeah I love that I mean I love things like yeah anything like that so like yeah like sex head says, says things like um, see you later Popeye you know she's like and she's a real character so yeah. it's so much fun and it's so limitless you've already I mean you've already established that you know you by saying yes to things that open up yeah. these these routes that have ended up yeah. I'm assuming buying houses and yeah. affording you college educations for your kids etc etc or, or, or their futures you know that kind of thing yeah um However, when the little voice comes up and says, yes, are there any other little voices that ever say, you know, if you weren't doing the voiceover or the, all these voice characters, yeah. what could you have done with bigger, even more bigger with the, mu- the music, for instance, or something like that? Yeah, sometimes it's, sometimes that's the, sometimes it's about getting quiet enough to hear the voice that is that kind of God, I always talk about the God voice, the voice that's like much bigger than you are, much higher thinking. So sometimes you'll get a voice like for me, the voice when the play was like, I want to be singing. I want to be singing. That was like a really yeah. passionate thing for me. And then the universe brings you like an opportunity like, hey, do you want to do this play? It's a musical. You get to sing. So I was like, okay, that ties into my yeah. passion. That ties into what I love. Um, and sometimes it's tricky. Like as much as I like to do things, sometimes people will call me and be like, can you come do my talk show thing or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I love doing it, but as like there is a little voice that I have to make sure it's in alignment with the big part of me that's going doing really beautiful big things, or if I'm just people pleasing, and that's the tricky place. Is like, so am I just saying a, a, an overarching goal, but then allowing the small the route to get there doesn't necessarily have to be as linear. Yeah, as, I think a good key. I think a really good key is how your body feels when somebody says asks you to do something. It's like. You know, when your body gets kind of like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. Like, a, I always call it the hell yeah or the hell no. So it's like, do you get a hell yeah in your body? Like, yeah. hell yeah, that feels good. Because if it's a hell yeah, it's not a hell no. Mm. But if it's a hell no, it can't be a hell yeah. So if you get like a voice like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. That doesn't feel good at all. But they're like hustling you and trying to sell you on something that feels off to you. Um, you got to listen to that, like the body. I think you listen to your body. That's the key because that's that's really your divine voice. Yeah. Another, another. I'm not sure about, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I'm certainly not a religious person. I'm definitely spiritual and I believe in greater powers that tie us all together. But I do, again, maybe this is, it feels like I'm maybe going through a, 
a period of change that you've already embraced and tell me about through. that well no i just mean that you you know saying that, that listening to your body in every single f- uh, thing that i do now yeah um i used to hold a lot of things in or uh or push against things yeah. because um Pride. Uh, because I, you know, I, I wasn't listening to what my body was telling me to do. Okay. And and just on a, a fit or was it a pride thing? Was it like I'm not doing that? I don't no, know. I think it was. Um, I think it's it comes out of uh being very driven as a child. You know, being yeah. told that you have to, you really got to go after the specific thing you're doing. Yeah. For the first part of my career, all I ever got told was, "What are you? Are you a, are you a comedian? Yeah, I get or are you a TV host? Or are you an actor? Yeah. And that's England. They go, you have to be one thing. I get it. And uh, and it really fucked me up because it puts you yeah. at odds against what your body is telling you, which is, I'm, I want to do all these things and I want to enjoy and, doing these things. Yeah, and you don't know what thing is going to lead you to everything. There you go. Uh, you don't know. I like, just saw Jeremy Renner playing piano in a jazz bar. Yeah. And, he, and we talked briefly and he was saying that he... That was always a huge passion of his. Yeah. And he's an incredibly bright guy. So he's, yeah. The guy's like a, you know, immense uh, uh, academic mind, you know. Yeah. And, um, but then those opportunities, you know, by, by moving back on that slightly, it led him to his acting career, which obviously is immensely successful. Yeah, but who knew that he was he gets to play in any fucking jazz bar he wants because he's Jeremy Renner. That's right. I mean? that's, that's right. Yeah. So it is, it is, um, yeah, it's really important to be open, to like be, be a little bit movable. Exactly. A little bit movable. It's good to be clear about what you want too because I think if you're not clear about what you want, then you then you just go all over the place with no focus. But I think that the things that lead you to what you want is just keep saying yes to those things that make you excited. That sure. if, even if it's not quite on your track, but it's like, that sounds kind of fun. I kind of like that. And everybody's like, no, but it's not. Every time I've said yes to something that was random, but sort of in kind of the realm of what I like to do, but not quite, yeah. those things led me to... For instance, that one play that I said yes to because I wanted to be singing. Mm-hmm. So that was the ultimate thing. It was like, I want to sing. I don't want to put a band together. I want to pay everybody. I don't have the money. So that one yes to that play, I ended up like um, getting a major record deal. Mm-hmm. I sang like three songs. That was it. Mm-hmm. I sang live three songs. And all these labels were like, oh my God, there's this girl there who sings live and she's killing it and opening night and had moved to an equity theater production it went from equity waiver to equity and opening night there were labels there big labels and they were all telling me like oh my god there's all these labels here to see you and i was like i don't want to hear don't talk to yeah, me you know? me yeah i didn't i didn't want to hear it i didn't want to hear it yeah it was too much pressure but there were labels and i got a massive record deal from a major label because again not because i was looking for the, uh, that was one of my things was to get a major sure. to get a deal but because you were following those things i was just following the thing that yeah and sometimes doing open mics like i've done open mics at places i still do them sometimes what stand up no that's your job i was gonna say no when you when i hear open mic i think stand-up comedy yeah but you're talking about music no you can go and pick up your guitar and go play in a like a a open mic somewhere i mean anytime i that was like when i first started doing like really getting more into my back into my scene it was like i would just go i was like what do i do i really want to get back into my scene yeah we go do it and every time i do that then there would be some guy be like oh my god you're amazing can we give you a night at such and such a club and i'm like there you go. Yeah. Every time you say yes to something that makes you feel good, that's in your that's in your passion, and not always looking at the monetary thing. You know, sure. it's not, the reason why I came Although here today. Artist, there want, is a there is a there is a sorry to interrupt you. Oh no, it's okay. Finish, finish I don't want you to forget what you were going to say. That's all right. No, I was, I was going to just say that as there is also the element that as soon as you've embraced that I'm going to be in the creative arts, that's what my passion, that's what my yeah. career choice will be. Yeah. There is 
that toss-up between wanting to do what feels right, wanting to create the kind of content you, you want to create, yeah. and also you've got to do something to keep a roof over your head. You and do. that can be a hard, that can sometimes be a hard toss-up. You do. I'm sure, uh, certainly you are, and I, and I know that I've you know been for a few years now in a position where I'm fortunate enough not to have to stress too much. Yeah. But I do feel for people who say, oh, I want to be this creative entity, but then they find very little time to be able to do that because they got to go and work two they shifts work at job. two different jobs. It's hard. Yeah. It is, the there is a balance because you do want to be responsible and you want to take care. You want to be self-supporting so you don't feel like icky about yourself. And, and then you're not then you're not at the effect of people doing things really that you really don't want to do. But like That's having it. a decent, you know, somewhat of a part-time income earning job there's nothing wrong with it it's a very dignified thing to say and again i also believe like you don't want to put too much energy in your b job you know because if or you're you'll turn it into your a job yeah you don't want to do that so there is a fine line of like i have to earn i have to be accountable to myself and but sometimes you can find cooler ways to do that that are still in alignment with your work did you always have this um kind of drive and business acumen even when you were a small girl growing up? I had a really strong visceral passion for making something happen. I didn't know how. I didn't have a family that was in Hollywood that I could, the word I kept using was like nepotism. People have nepotism here. I don't have any, I have like European, French, Tunisian Jews from that traveled here in a trailer. My parents. Where was, where was um, home growing up when you were a kid? Well, home was like West Hollywood. I mean, that's where I was raised in West Hollywood. So you were in the locale, but you didn't necessarily have I didn't know anyone. privileged trappings. No, I had no privilege. We didn't have, we had an average little home. We didn't have anything fancy. Mm -hmm. We didn't travel. We didn't go on fancy vacations we went in a camper trailer and camped down in, the mines and you know it was like it was pretty <laughs> yeah. but it was, it was nothing mother was a nurse yes. yeah there was nothing fancy but my parents were um there was nothing fancy so i didn't have any connection to like all the really hip people or the like sure. really people that know how to just do the hip people scene and stay connected to all the people that are the a-listers and know what they're doing mm-hmm. i didn't know anything about that as a matter of fact most of my friends are like the smorgasbord of the weirdest people you've ever met. Yeah. And I tell them to their face because they're all so beautiful. They're the best people. They're so beautifully weird. I mean, my friends are all bizarre and they're all, some are, you know, they're just all, I don't want to say anything that would come off negative to anybody because all my friends are just amazing. But yeah, I just, uh, I just. The most interesting people in the world are the, the waifs and strays, the, the lunatics I like and the those, lovers. I those like those people. The, yeah, yeah, yeah I, that's, I've dated a lot of those too, but try not to I do that I can tell anyway. by the tattoos. So oh, right, yeah. right. We got a little rock star going I'm trying on not there. to do that anyway, though. <laughs> too much strays and scragglers. But um, what I was going to say is the reason why I came to do your podcast, yeah. to be honest with you, was because I Instagram saw. Instagram photos. You're pretty hot. Thanks very much. That wasn't that wasn't it. So I'm not going to blow your head up. No, the reason why I actually was willing to do it because I get a lot. I got a lot of requests to do podcasts. Okay. And I also don't throw myself out to everybody. I'm like these days I don't. Tell me what was the reason? Why were you? I tell you that. Oh, okay. The reason why I was willing to do your podcast was because I saw you in Vegas because I was doing 80s and stand up there. Yeah, I was doing 80s in the desert. 80s in the I'd desert. I completely forgot that that's, yeah, that's how we connected. Yeah, I was doing an event called Eighties in the Desert. That's called that was that was um, a whole thing. Like I had some big hits in the eighties. Loads of musicians like yourself. They had before, they had like pe- yeah they had like kick ass eighties yeah. musicians, but they also had like people from the movies in the eighties. So since I was in Valley Girl and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I was and I'm Tommy Pickles, I signed autographs at certain conventions. So I was sure. doing a convention there meet and greeting fans and and we got one of the guys that was there was a, the comedian right before you what's his name Greer Bar- oh no before me maybe it was after you 
Black guy. No. Uh, so not Greer Tattoos, Barnes. maybe. Tattoos. No, maybe oh, not. Uh, Dean. Dean Del Rey. Dean. Dean Del Rey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think it was Dean. Uh, yeah, but Dean anyway, Delray, he was at the event and he was like, oh, I'm doing comedy tonight. You should come see me. So I was like, uh, you know, that was like a hell yeah. What yeah. else are we going to do in Vegas? The body said hell yeah, so you followed it. Yeah, I said hell yeah. And you know, my friend and I had such a good time and you were so good. Thank you so much. Yeah, you were really good, but you were really funny. I was going to- awkward if I'd sucked, right? <laughs> and I would not be, be here. Like, hey, come but on to a podcast. You'd be like, mm, no, no, I'm okay. No, you wouldn't have known Thanks. me. I, you wouldn't have connected to <laughs> me. I found you and, and no- I don't know how I that. Did, yeah, I think you messaged and just said I was at the show. I just right? want to let you know really, that you I did really a great job. It. Which, by the way, um, is actually how some of the best um, uh, people have been on this podcast, oh. including yourself. Like Seth Green did the podcast. Great. And that's because of uh, just paying him a nice compliment at an event that we were both uh, at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. We were both at. I was there hosting and yeah. he was there obviously pitching. I, I think for yeah. must have been um, must have been some Adult Swim stuff he was, yeah. he was promoting. Yeah, and uh, same with Brian Callen. We performed together in mm-hmm. in uh, in Venice Beach, at mm-hmm. a small club down there, mm-hmm. and uh, and I took the time to do what you did, which was just to reach out and say, "Hey, I just saw you go up after me." Yeah, and you were. I just want to say, man, I think you're incredible, and like whatever's happening for you, I hope it goes tenfold because you deserve it. Yeah, and people don't do that in no. this town because they're very fucking insecure about. Yeah. They don't want to admit that someone might be better than them or they don't want to admit that they... Or feel like you're like, you know, doing this to anyone. You're like kind of, oh, you were really great. I I don't come from that. I was coming from, he's super talented. I'm all about uh, honoring talented, super people. I love all that. So that's what it was. Can you call me um, your grace, please? With Your your grace, grace. Yeah, I love that. I wanted you to call... That's what I was thinking when you did your stand. I was like, I just want him to call me your grace. With that accent. I think, well, I mean, the queen, the queen bee. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Anyway, so yeah. But yeah, that's a really big part of the whole thing is, and, and it's even clearer now, like nowadays, I think it's even clearer that it's really important that you um, seek out people that are doing what you do, that you're, if you're a writer, write music with people, reach out to people. If sure. you're a comedian, hang out with people that are doing cool shows and hang out with them. If you're an actor, go to some great classes, you know, because, you know, that's how, you know, you you're in alignment with people and that's how things happen. Like all the coolest things in my career have happened because I just, I kept staying and trying to connect to people that were in alignment with what I wanted to do, you know? And, and like I said, I struggled because I wasn't in the big mix of all the like really cool happening people. All I the found really cool, big happening they're right people. Here. They're right here. Yeah, they are right here in this room right now looking at each other across your, your grace. But the, um, I do think there's an element that, Anyone who's talk, like being given that kind of attention or talking about how cool they are and what they're doing, yeah. those people often, more often than not, are not doing those things, yeah. and they're they're normally hoping that something that it might manifest that that, that itself because yeah. they say it enough times. Yeah. Whereas I find the coolest people are the ones who get their heads down and work hard. Yeah. Or they're the ones who, on a Tuesday night, if I'm feeling a bit that's right lonely, you go to a local little shitty dive bar and, and I'll some- see. A random guy or a random yeah. lady at the end of the bar and just start talking to them. Yeah. Some of those have ended up being the coolest people that I know yeah, as well. I agree. And the, that's, yeah, I agree. It's good to do that. I'm interested that you uh, recommend the classes because I feel like in in Los Angeles, especially, and you know, you've talked about the sort of the yeah. nepotism of this town and yeah. how it is. I think there's also a lot of charlatans out here. That's what I found in the year that I've been in LA. Yeah. There's a lot of people talking a great talk about what they're doing and mm. yeah, do my class. And then you then you look up their credits or what they've done. You're mm-hmm. like, no, you tried to do a thing, it didn't really work out. And good on you for finding another way to you know to make ends yeah. meet, but. They kind of almost sell a dream without the the knowledge or the wisdom to really yeah. pass that on. Yeah, so you want to do that's right. Why yeah. the uni- the inter- 
the universe, I was going to say the internet is so good because you same can, thing now, isn't it's it? It's really the same thing. It's so scary, but you can research and you can, and you do want to research people. You want to know they're walking, they walk the talk, they're walking the talk, talking the walk, talking, walking the walk as well as talking. The yeah. Talk. You want to make sure of that it's but like, I'd rather than walk the talk. I did a voiceover seminar. Um, I think I can say that I've, I've walked. I'm talking the walk. You've, you've talked and walked. Yeah, I've walked and talked. I'm kind of tired. But I can only say like, and the thing about the seminar that you guys can get it on egdaily.com, but okay. um, it's a digital download, but I filmed it in front of an audience. And the reason why I did that was because everybody kept saying, how do I get into voiceover? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would try to help people because I want to help people. Uh, when someone has reached the level of success in their chosen or one of their chosen yeah. industries like you have, yeah, that's the kind of person you want to watch talk about how they yeah. did it because yeah. you're actually going to walk away learning something. Yeah, but I couldn't be teaching everybody one-on-one. Even though people come up to me at conventions and say, oh my God, I really want to learn. And I give them tips and stuff because I want to, I really believe like you get to keep what you have. Mm. I really love this theory. It's a, you get it from something else but some other spiritual thing but you get to keep what you have if you give it away like you don't get to keep cool stuff until you start to learn to teach it and share it it's like it'll be taken away from you at some point so I feel like it's really important that when you've accomplished a certain amount of things or success that it's really important to be able to share it and so I couldn't share it with one person and one person one person so I did this seminar and the thing I was going to say is in the seminar I really got into not just voiceover and the tips and the tools and the how-tos and how to get your real made and how to really learn even if you don't have money how you can learn you'd mm-hmm. have to buy my seminar first but it's not too much but then you could learn yeah but then you could learn like there's ways to learn how to do voiceover without you know having to go to a class if you don't have Absolutely. the funds not everybody has the funds so i have a lot of compassion for everyone who wants to learn and i say there are tips and tools where you don't have to spend a lot of money sure but um in the voiceover seminar i also just talk about life stuff in the journey that i've had with you know having had records out and i've had like dance hits all over the world and i've had many if you go to YouTube, I have like many music videos out that of songs mm-hmm. that I write. I've been on many soundtracks, many TV soundtracks. I'm the Two and a Half Men theme song girl. There you go. You know, the men, 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 menly men. Yeah, it's like all yeah. these things, but it's cumulative. Like all these things have happened over years and years and years. And um, The irony being that Michael, uh, what's his name, um, Charlie Sheen plays the jingle writer yeah. in that show. And you, yeah. you are literally the, the jingle, jingle singer. singer. Yeah. I'm the jingle Period in the your jingler. the jingle everywhere. I like to be the jingle. You um, yeah. I mean, talking about passing on, you know, your your knowledge and your wisdom and yeah. your and your your the lessons, the life lessons that you learn. Yeah. You also do that with uh, as a family woman as well. I mean, like yeah. you've got you've got two daughters, yeah, right, They're who are both uh, like your, like their mum, supermodels, ridiculous. <laughs> hey, um, cool. and and one of them's a singer, or both they're both, singers. both singers. Yeah, they're both singers. Okay, and they both one's a singer and an actress. Okay. It's the Hunter Daily on Instagram. Yep. The Hunter Daily, and the other one is Tyson, and she goes by I am not Mike Tyson on Instagram. There you go. And they're both really incredible, and they're both artists, and they're both writers and singers. And it's now, are you scared because yeah, hell yeah. as a as a lady who um, you know created her own career, yeah. and then had had to watch as as we always have to do if we didn't have parents who were in the industry. Yeah. The, the the level of nepotism and favoritism and who's fucking who and who's talking yeah. to who and who's friends with who. Is it a little scary to go, ooh, I really want to encourage my children to thrive and to succeed in their chosen uh, creative passions. Yeah. 
but I also want to make sure they do it on their own and that my my success isn't you know too much of the reason they're afforded opportunities it's just, it's a hard balance right and it, it is i mean i want to give them every opportunity because you know i'm a mother so yeah. you want nothing but oh only the best opportunities and the most beautiful ride i could give them that's yeah, what i want yeah. however no matter what no matter how much i have or what i've done or my reputation or my work no matter what i've done they still have to be really good at what they do yeah um, I can now they have nepotism because they have me. Yeah. But they still aren't going to get the opportunities unless they're really good. And what I've my job was to say you better be great at what you do because right. the one thing that I worked on my whole life, with or without, I had no connections, no family members, was I wanted to be really good at what I do. So like I really worked my voice out. I studied voice. I worked my voice every day. I practiced. If you we yeah. had an intercom in our house when I was a kid and. And it was this little intercom, and you could you could if you press the button in the day, you would hear me up in my room like singing. Yeah. Like I worked it out. I worked out acting. I studied with every major grade teacher you could study with. I mean, hopefully all of them. I love learning. My lady's a, a singer and singer songwriter, and uh, the level of work she does is is you know well. I mean, actually, I, I would say it's it's we're similar. We we work yeah. incredibly hard. At what oh, we great. Do. But it's uh, it's inspiring that as soon as she's up in the morning, as soon as she's in the shower, she's doing all of her, her vocal exercises, wow. and yeah. then that just doesn't stop throughout the day. That's amazing. I mean, that's really what, awkward during sex when she's just you know belting out arias. Yeah, that's that's kind of fun. Really short ones, two and a half minute that's ones, because okay. that's all we got time for during <laughs> sex, obviously. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. But yeah, see, practice, practice makes makes better. Yeah, it's okay. not very Hollywood, is it? Self deprecation. No, it's not. Got to get rid of that. Yeah, it's not good. Isn't that why they like Brits out here, though? I think Brits are on vogue. It's certainly within the acting world. We've always been a little on vogue because as opposed to American actors who are very much like, um, you know, I'm incredible and I'm just doing my thing and it's I was already naturally gifted. Uh, Brits have to be a bit more like, well, you know, I was. I don't really think I'm that good, but, you know, that's... Do what, they do that? Do you yeah, think? we I'm do trying to, I'm trying yeah, to see yeah, if that's yeah. true for me and my experience with Brits. Oh, have you met a lot of... Yeah, I know <laughs> a lot of Brits. Arrogant Brits. I mean, I just think that Brits come off arrogant because of their accent. Anyway, what? I love the accent. Oh, but But it's so you. it's so perfect and beautiful, and like it's very like. I mean, f- as a real thespian, I don't know. Yeah, see, there you go. You're talking about. It doesn't even make possibly. sense to me that you would, with your pretty accent, that you would say self-deprecating we things, just, like especially just, comics, though, as well. Maybe it's. I guess into, comedy. Maybe I'm thinking more comics. I'm more of the actors or more of the people that I know who, from England who are over here are, I get are comedians. Yeah. Well, yeah, and comedians. That's part of the gig. Yeah, we the, hate ourselves. It's part of the... I gotcha. Yeah, it's okay. That's not a good thing though, but anyway, hating yourselves. Hey, well, actually, yeah, I got to be careful about the, even just saying that. Because, yeah, you don't want to put that out there. No, you're right. And I've I've been putting that out for the majority of my life since I was a don't child. Don't do it anymore. All right. I'm leaving here. When I when I leave yes, here, it's is this never... A holy, is this a royal decree? Yes, and then you're going to have to say your grace after I say this, but okay. after I leave this place, you will never... Say that again, Depre- self-deprecate. Yes, your grace, yes. Never yes. again. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely, yeah. your highness. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because you know what? That stuff really does affect you. But I did hate myself for many years. I, I think I think I learned to, learned to think that that was okay to hate myself. And it's only over the last few years, real soul-searching, real understanding, yeah. what, you know, 
what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Right. Then I go, I'm a very good person, That's morally awesome. and ethically on point. That's awesome. So that was a story. But that was still something that happened. Still a huge forehead, right. you know. That was there, though. It's not incredible. No, I could stop. do. I could have better stop. abs, you know what I mean? It, so that was a story from back then. And then you're walking around. I had a hemorrhoid a month ago. EG. But that's don't (laughs) too much. Too much information. Really? I mean, that's what the podcast. That's what this is about. It's 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 revealing. It's savage. It's honest. It's true. I haven't been very revealing, but anyway. You've been. uh, You've. I think you've been the right level of um, revealing, but also. I mean, look. Once you're here for a number of years, it's hard not to have the business acumen to be concise and careful about what you reveal and what well, you, you have to nowadays everything yeah. you say gets twisted into something else how do you traverse something for instance like you said you know the the rob zombie movie that yeah. you've your most recent one um you know it was a very sexy role sex head. very sexy and very sexual I, the character sex head, but the you know you're saying you're walking around with like tape over the nipples and stuff yeah and then yet the offshoot like of that is quirky. i play this infant child yeah, on how a do you do that? huge hit show you know yeah. with rugrats so well, has that ever been a problem creatively where you've had to go? I want to do this, but does that rule I, me I, out of playing? The I don't safe do stuff? nudity. I'm not doing like I don't like in that movie. I'm not doing nudity. I'm, sure. I'm still wearing clothes, although sure, I have sure, tape sure. over my nipples. But sure. I think the thing is, <clears throat> I am nothing wrong with a good nipple. Yeah, nipples are great. I think we should free them. I do too. Um, the thing is, though, uh, I do a lot of. Um, the thing is this. I do cartoons. I have this thing that I do. Adorable. I do kids kids shows. And then I am an artist and I do act and I do characters. Mm-hmm. I do different kinds of characters. So like my job is to do my God gifts to give them to the planet. So sure. my job is to deliver my art in the form of different things. To entertain. I, to entertain, to do acting, to do music, to do singing, to composing. Now, some of it's really sweet and tame and some of it's a little rough, but I am a full-blood artist. So I feel like it's the parents' job to make sure their kids are watching what they should be and not sure. watching what they shouldn't be. Just like my own kids. Like I had to censor what I let them see of the work that I would do. Not that I was doing anything terribly racy but like I did the movie Valley Girls mm-hmm. and I had to do like a topless thing mm-hmm. and that thing has come up on the internet I did that years that was in the 80s and my boobs are all over the internet from that movie and that I did not research okay I don't know if you want to but anyway so what, what my point is is like yeah great okay now you're gonna google it aren't you I'm not so. I'm, uh, I'm I have no interest in looking at your boobs from the 80s okay. I'm more interested in talking to you now in the present, but <laughs> I don't believe you anyway. No, I mean, I, 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 mean I don't think it's weird. <laughs> I have a lot of friends actually who are porn actresses, okay. so I have a number of porn actress friends. And um, if I wanted to look at friends or, or people that I've met uh, doing something sexual, I have ample opportunity. It just yeah. once I've once I've uh, taken an interest in someone creatively. Uh, the thought of fucking them isn't really on my mind as a, as a general really, rule. that's awesome. Yeah. That's also, really weird because usually creativity is attractive. So people are like, yeah, but that's I've met guys that- most attractive to me is that. Like, oh, that's really you know, cool. You know, it's like a different- Now, are you, I like also, that. there's a there's a level of- I think there's a simplistic- Don't get me wrong. I've looked at plenty yeah. of people that I have met yeah, yeah. Uh, who have appeared naked in things, you know. Yeah, I get it. But that's because I met them and I was like, well, they're very attractive, but there's not really much there. There's no real interest there. Yeah. 
But once I have a, a, at least a mutual or or career based respect for someone, yeah, then you know there's no reason that wasn't. Also, I get it. That I wasn't, get it. That wasn't my movie to see because I wasn't. I, I wasn't totally a get it. Teen or a grown man watching that movie at that time. It's such time, a great movie, going, oh, though. Valley yeah. Girl, Valley Girl was a great movie. Yeah. I mean, it was really just a well done, beautiful little love story. It was really, really great. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on okay. Blu-ray now. But the thing for me as a, as an actor, what I was saying is like. I can't even like, I just look at it as like I'm just a vessel to do art and my body and all that's part of the vessel. Sure. And I've done, I've done, I actually did another movie a really long time ago called Street Music where I had to do total nudity, mm-hmm. but it wasn't about total nudity. It was this yeah. beautiful, vulnerable love scene. And that's just, it would have looked really stupid for me to have like shorts on and tape over my boobs. Yeah, and yeah. I really was just so lost in the experience of that character that I just, I just try to think of it as like, I just go in. I go in and I do my art and I really just trust that so far my career has gone a long time and I've done a lot of different things and longevity and, in this town. Yeah. I think that's the key. You yeah. know, if you can, if you can, you know, turn around and go, all right, I've been working, I've been working for a number of years yeah. now I've re- and, and with success. Yeah. And it also gives you Infinitely like, better. it's so beautiful and it also gives you like, you know, you don't have to take everything so seriously anymore. Mm. It's kind of like, I'm. I don't really care. Like people will be like, "Oh, if you don't do that, you're gonna." I'm like, "No, I'm doing fine." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, and my greatest, you know, my greatest thing I've ever done, like my greatest of all the work and all the productions, is my children. You know, you it's like that's so. And you were va- topless for part of that as well. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was naked. Naked, definitely. Yeah. For, uh, but yeah, it's like that. everything has perspective. It's like life is so big and beautiful and it's like art and work and music and all that everything has its place and and I do little kids voices and I do uh, characters in movies and all of it is great and yeah. I, I don't I'm not going to put a limit on myself good nor yeah. should you yeah. do you have a, well, I know I'm, I'm keeping an eye on time as well yeah, just to make you. sure you can get to your next you. next meeting um, do you have uh, I mean outside of obviously Tommy Pickles was has been yeah. a rather seminal classic for yeah. both fans and for you as yeah. in terms of a job but is there are there are there lesser known characters that actually you were really madly in love with and you wish the project had been extended or had gone to a bigger place where you got to explore um, well the character more? a lot of them were pretty there were so many good ones i mean i did do the powerpuff girls are great of course and that actually was very successful however they did a reboot and they replaced all our voices all the Powerpuff Girls. So that was a little discouraging or disappointing because we create these voices for the show and it becomes huge. And then years later, then they finish the show and years later they want to do a reboot and everybody's all excited and then they decide to change your voice. Yeah. And that was a little disheartening, that particular thing. But I, you know, everybody has a reason why they do what they do. It's just, sure. it's that because you want to continue to do something that you were part of the ground, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. But so that one, not quite the same story, but there's been so many characters I've done. It was like, Baby Mumble and Happy Feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that blew up. That was really great. Babe and Babe 2. Babe 2 didn't become as successful as Babe 1, but it actually was a really incredible film. I did the voice of Babe and Babe 2. But So I would like to have seen that one blow up because it was so phenomenally done by yeah. George Miller, the director. So I would say that movie. But it was successful, but it just wasn't as big as they probably anticipated. Sometimes it's quite fun to uh, just to get, get get that extra opportunity to go. All right, well, like this, I, you know, as a voice actor, when you get even presented in the first, just from the from the audition process, I'm yeah. sure, probably in a lot of lot of situations now, you don't even have to do that. They probably just go, yeah, let's get EG to do this because we know she can do it. Yeah, sometimes. But um, 
when you get sent those first, you know, those breakdowns by the agency and they've got the picture and you go, oh, great. And you start to build the story of who this character is and how mm-hmm. it's going to sound and what little inflections they're going to have, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it ends up just being a shorter project. You go, yeah. oh, that character would have been fucking amazing to yeah. really extend, wouldn't it? Yeah, to, that happens. But a lot of times you develop a character like that, like mm-hmm. you're talking about, and then some random job comes around a couple of years later. And you take that voice. And then and you, you know, just you go, go, oh, I know the voice I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's what happened with Tommy Pickles. Like Tommy Pickles, you know, he's, he you know, talks like this and he's really sweet. Yeah. And, you know, but the truth is, is like I started doing that voice when I was in elementary school with my best friend. I mean, right. my voice was a little higher, but I created a little kid voice back then. So who knew that back then I was going to create a voice that was going to become a monumental character in history you were already working but yeah but the voice that character was already was already developed so you could you think that it's going to be a waste but i'm finding that in doing this for so long that everything always just comes back around like i might have created a killer voice or something and i'll go like okay it'll if something will come up and i'll do it for that for that show there you go and it always works out like that and i'm going to wrap it on this you're going to wrap we have to wrap because you, you okay. said it's 4.53. I just yeah, wanted to make sure. Oh, you're going to rap like as in like yeah. throw down some bars. Yeah, I actually have done. I've been, I do a lot of freestyle rapping. That's yeah, so good. true story. It's good. Um, not for anyone else, just for my own amusement. It's awesome. Last thing I was going to ask you is, and I, I'm constantly in, uh, asking myself this. Yeah. I'm sure like everyone else who does and loves the craft of voiceover acting and, and work. Yeah. You constantly talking to yourself. In the car, you're doing voices. There's always voices going on in your head. Yeah. Is everyone who does great voice acting a little bit fucking mental? Honestly, uh, probably a little bit. Do you think there's a, a mild element of... I think everybody looks split crazy. Split personality or something going on in there that a we little bit. I mean, because through these different voices and characters. Well, I think so. I mean, like, you know who's like the perfect example of that? That he was just so genius for his one body was Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. Whom I got to work with on Happy Feet. Yeah. Um, on... Happy have you, have you watched the documentary? I didn't see it yet. I'm, it's such I a want to see film. it. He's the most amazing man. But I worked with him in Australia on Happy Feet. Right. And I watched that exact thing you're talking about. The absolute sheer brilliant genius craziness of it all. And, and then the darkness he couldn't, of that. But he couldn't stop. Couldn't silence it. It all over. It was all over. And it would be like, you know, you want to take somebody like that and you want to just sit them down and just... So you found ways to bring the calm and bring the peace and bring the I did. We actually went to, we would all go out. It was Elijah Wood and Robin Williams and a other bunch of really really great talented people. And we were in Australia and I could see that Robin wanted to be able to stop the madness. And we would go to dinner and, and I, I, when I feel someone spinning a lot because I get it because I do it too. I, I find that the calmer I stay, you know, the less they feel they need to do that, and then they just come calm down, and then it makes it really easy for them That's to. Do with comedians when they're constantly trying to do bits and yeah, constantly on, it. and you're just like, bro, just bring it, bring, bring it, down. it down for a second. Yeah, and that's a really a sweet thing to do because sometimes they don't, they're not aware that they're doing that. My yeah. brother's a stand-up; he's the same way, yeah. and I sometimes have to go, Sam, Sam. Not everything down. has to be a joke. Yeah. yeah, not everything has to be a joke. So yeah, so it's a beautiful thing to be able to see it and and know you have it too, and know when to, you can really help someone by just keeping keeping calm for them well i love that first yeah. of all what is not a joke is yeah. your presence it's been wonderful Thank it's been you very so insightful and really enjoyable so and i hope much. we uh i hope we can stay in touch and yeah we'll stay in and, touch. Uh, have another chat at some point in the future yeah. um if people haven't 
checked out all of your music uh yeah. your website maybe they some of them are budding voice actors i know there's quite a few yeah, people who are, are always asking me hey what's pointers yeah. so here is a wonderful well, just, re- resource head to egdaily.com yeah um, and, then, and check out that course and yeah you, and you, you can just it's like a digital download so it's a just, digital download it's filmed in a live audience and awesome. i have some guest speakers but there's it's that like those master class it's a master class it's kind of really. like a master yeah, class yeah. there's also a a one-woman autobiographical musical that I produced and starred in that's okay. on there. But also, you know, find me on Instagram, Real E.G. Daily. At Real Just E.G. Daily. At Real E.G. Daily. That's Twitter. And then and I also answer messages. where the live show is going to be as well when you're doing Yeah, all over my social media, though, I'll post things. So if you're following me, then I'll just say, oh, I'm going to be doing this thing or I'm sneaking a little performance here or there or I'm doing a little private seminar or whatever it is. Whatever it is. At. Yeah. The at. Re- Real E.G. Just Daily. Just at Real E.G. Daily. There you go. Keep it Thank real. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Um, your grace. Yes. Enjoy the rest of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I was going to kiss your hand. I'll do that afterwards. <laughs> Thanks Thank very you. much. See you guys. Let's see. Cool.